0: He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Vigo. And then Ronaldo. Oh, what a goal by Cristiano Ronaldo. Sensational. Fernando Silva. Smacks in City second. Here comes Ebe. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? Portugal tonight they've been simply magnificent champions of europe 2016 hello and welcome back after a long time out of the game uh well what seems like a long time out of the game so much has happened in football uh, and so much has happened in the world this is season two of the portuguese football show this is episode one and uh, this is our 12th episode uh, overall but absolutely delighted to welcome Philippe onto the show and to be back, Philippe. How's it going? Good, mate. So happy to be back. <laughs> Finally, some decent football after
1: all this Euro nonsense.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's nonsense. Seeing as Portugal didn't go uh as far as we would have hoped. The um, for those, well, for everyone except for for myself and yourself, I can actually see you, and you can see me. But those listening to this on Spotify and stuff, they can't. But we're both smiling as if it's uh, it's Christmas morning and uh, we've been texting and stuff about just how much we've wanted to get back to doing the show and we're actually going to try and start it off a little bit earlier but I thought best to let the season start and although obviously around Europe a lot of the leagues haven't started, the main league, the most important league and the best league in the world is underway. The Liga B win for this season uh, and, and of course for the next couple uh, because of the Sponsor change, so it's no longer Liga Noz. and that's where we'll start. It'll be a shorter episode this week. Obviously, there isn't as much to sink our teeth into, but it's more of just an introductory um, episode of the podcast. But Philippe, why don't you take us take us away? You start. What what, what have you made of the first week? What's been going on? Hey, who's impressed you? Who's disappointed you? And, and uh, what are your hopes, sort of, for the season? Just generally. First of all, to start, is how much difference made the fans
1: back in the stadium? Didn't oh, you feel like word. the games were so much quicker? Because everyone yeah. just, like, the players were, like, just going for it. There was no, like, yeah. keeping the ball or being calm whatsoever. Um, so that was one thing, For mainly the big thing that I would take from the first round of games. And then, for me, the biggest highlight was not even a club, it was just a player. João Mário from uh, Porto. As a right back, Ooh. and it was probably like his fourth game as a right back since he was yeah. this cover for from Sergio Conceição from a winger to <laughs> to a right back at the end of last season. But what a game he had against Bullmans.
0: Yeah, he was incredible. He was, to be honest, I think he was my highlight of the week as well. Uh, and I think not just because of how good his performance was, but you've just touched on it slightly there. This transition from uh, a wide midfielder, a winger, um, sort of like you know a creative player. Sometimes, well, most of the time, when a when a player that's that talented or has that much sort of you know attacking output, when they, it's almost seen as a negative. It's 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 pejorative if they get put as a fullback. It's like oh, it's a waste wasted talent. Why you put them there? Obviously, there's all the jokes and the memes about uh, George Jesus, and Bernardo Silva, and obviously other players that he's tried to convert into fullbacks as well uh, over the years. But and especially with someone as as polarizing as Jucu Kuntisau, a lot of people. You know, see him for being sort of a pragmatist and him putting someone like João Mario at full-back, at right back, can be taken, especially pre game or before he was sort of converted as a, you know, sort of, yeah you know, what's he doing there? Why haven't they got like a natural right back and to let him explore a little bit further forward? But it's been an absolute masterstroke. There's nothing pejorative, there's nothing negative about uh, him being there, it's certainly after that performance the other day. Um, Attack on wires, brilliant. Uh, defensively, didn't have too much to do, but uh, looked looked comfortable on the field. Look, look like he knew he was supposed to be there. And we were speaking a little bit off air about sort of looking forward to him. And I know he will be as well as relishing that chance to play against top top players and top wingers and and test himself in a you know in a more more competitive match. No disrespect to to uh, To be sad, but they're in the Champions League. That'll be really interesting. But his performance the other day, he was he was incredible. His assist was was brilliant. The way he did prior to the assist, coming inside and outside, and that's showing that sort of that's what you get when you put a a, a natural a trained winger uh, a fullback because you still you get to harness those attacking talents when he's in that half of the field. But then. You sort of get, like, having, having two wingers on that side, and it's especially considering Porto had so much of the ball. It was a, yeah, it was a masterstroke. What a performance.
1: Yeah, for me, what I, it was how confident he was. Um, if, if, obviously, he finished the last season playing there, but no yeah. one was really thinking you could, until the pre-season, until we start watching pre-season games um, against Lyon and against Roma um i was not thinking he would start there as a, as a right back he had been in the bench who was the right back all across last season so it was it was a bit of a surprise in the beginning but how confident he was and how good he is on the ball is just it's just a joke how good he is yeah. <laughs> and obviously it will be interesting to see when he when he's not even against a, another good team so not like in portugal but against a team that will have more of the ball which mm-hmm. only will happen in the champions league against uh City or liverpool or some some like Juventus some big big team. Um yeah. because will be his positioning, but maybe he's not even gonna play that game because Sergio Concinzo might be thinking, okay, he's not for that game, so I'm gonna put Manafa, which will be a better understanding of, of his of this role. So but yeah, for me it was the highlight of of the the round of games. And obviously on the other side, Bilnense was very disappointing. Obviously, yeah. they sold lots of plays and they had a lot of under 23s actually playing. Um, but I think expertise spoke after the game which is they need signings otherwise they'll be one of the teams to go down
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, because be in from, obviously they Stay played against a,
1: a good porto team but even when they had the ball they had no ideas until alfonsoza came on there was nothing going further apart from playing with on rondo for them to have a run but that's no way of playing football really and he's not going to no. give you any luck uh, throughout the season
0: no, and especially because those teams who you would imagine will, will be around them during the season, all of those teams more or less all look like the offer they will be able to offer something a little bit more than that, and that, that actually brings me on to me next point is uh, one of the one of the performance one of the highlights for me was uh, the performance of Israel, who were they they were fantastic. We we covered them quite a lot last season. Philippe, we, we actually put out a. A piece. Amazing one, by the way. An amazing, an amazing one. I wonder. I wonder predicted who in that
1: January one. what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I think the title was um on the way up or going yeah. up or something yes, like that. Up. So it was, a, it was a it was a bold prediction because it, it could have all came uh, unfurled and we'd have been a laughing stock, but no, you could see just the confidence that they played with and uh, last season they obviously came up against three well they came up against four Premier League of sides in the in the Tassa, but the three consecutive games, three games against uh, Premier League in opposition and won all three games, it was only obviously when they came up against Benfica that they came unstuck, um, which is you know that's no mean you know no mean feat that's that's Benfica one of the top teams in the top division in Portugal. But you could see just the the confidence and the composure from those performances and and also in the league um, and then some of the signings that have brought in some some really shrewd moves. Our favourite player on the uh, on the podcast, uh, Chico Girald, as, as obviously joined from uh, Chioav. Big um, big big miss for them, but what a what, what a signing! What a player! What a man! <laughs> um, they so they they played um, uh, against Aruca away from home. So a, a nice start in in. The fact that they played each other obviously twice last season in the league at two promoted sides. and um, but still, first game of the season, lot of nerves, um, back up in the top flight, professional display, two 0 away from home, got the job done. And um yeah, I thought uh they did two the, assists as well, if I'm if I'm correct, from Joaozinho, who was sort of trying to make things happen all game. Uh the next game is against Vitoria, which I'm actually really eager to watch. It's yeah, gonna be a good one. They're, yeah, I think their their performance, Victoria's performance the other day, so I had chances to try and um, sort of snatch the game in the end and end up losing the game 1-0. So, yeah, be interesting. You've got a team that's high on confidence like Ishteril. Even in the second game of the season, some teams have got confidence coming through from last season. You know, Ishteril have came from a league where they were winning practically you know, more or less every week. Uh, they certainly weren't losing many games. Uh, you come into the league high on confidence and we know in football confidence is everything. So they were they were a, a real highlight of mine to be honest. And um and yeah the, the, the other uh, another promoted side that we haven't spoken about actually was in the in the sporting game. What a game for Vizella to kick off the campaign against uh the, the defending league champions and against the player in form as in form as Pedro Gonçalves, Pedro Gonçalves, who uh, didn't do too much in the Euro twenty. Remind me, how many minutes did he play in the Euros? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> and, okay, well, uh, okay, maybe he didn't play. Was he tied from the under 21s um European uh, Championship?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know he wasn't there either. That must have been it. Yeah, <laughs> it must must have been the uh, it must have been the jet lag gone from uh, gone from Portugal to the Euros. No, I mean he was ridiculous. I guess, both goals. I actually tweeted out on the on 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 the Twitter. The second I preferred the second goal because I liked the everyone fact that prefers the second one. When he's but the first one was such a belted as well. That's the thing. But the second yeah, one he it was
1: that thing when the ball that he hits it almost in the middle of the ball. That it looks yeah. like a free kick because it goes up and down so quickly yeah. on the
0: first one. Yeah, yeah. it just... looks like it, it scores a free kick with the ball moving. Which is, yeah, it is ridiculous. Mad. And I like the fact with the second one, obviously he's on the um, sort of on like the left hand side of the area. It looks like it's the, the touch not gets away from him, but it's not it's not perfect. But it actually just gives him that space just to adjust his body and then yeah, as you say. He has such just, an easy shot. I think that's not. the best thing he has
1: is like, he doesn't need to move his body much, or he doesn't need to no. have uh, too many touches to... He just has a go. Like, he feels Clean like... Clean contact. He has one touch, boom, and goes for it. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't need to do anything else. Like, if you think about Jovan, for instance, how many touches he needs to for actually make his body in position to have a shot. Him, everything yeah. looks so easy. Like, his legs don't belong to his upper body, because his upper body is sometimes still in a odd position, and he it can find a way of, of having a good contact. But before, just quickly, before I just move to sporting, mm-hmm. just quick on Strill, Very two bold predictions. Well, one is a prediction, one is just a feeling. The prediction <laughs> is they will fight for Europe. Don't yes. know doubt about that. Uh, yes. I put them in, in around 7-6 plays, easy. Yeah. And for me, they are one of the best teams in Portugal. Maybe the best one if you take away the big three and Braga uh, to play out from the back under pressure. Mm-hmm. They they always find a way. They might lose, and sometimes they'll consider, they almost consider a, a stupid goal against the Roku where, where the goalkeeper has too many touches and he doesn't find a pass. But most of the times when they are under pressure, they're so comfortable with the ball. And they have one very cool thing without getting too much left, because obviously today's going to be a big short one, where their number six, which is Gamboa, doesn't drop between the center backs when they have the ball. So they always play with the keeper and always make that diamond shape with Gambo in the front to centre-backs and the keep in the back. So they never bring the the number six to between the centre-backs. So they're always trying to find an outlet through there, And that's so cool and so hard to do. So yeah, there's one feeling which is best in playing, well, one of the best playing out from the back and they'll fight for Europe.
0: Yeah, definitely. I had them around that, 6th, 7th, 8th place um, towards the end of the season. So that'll be very, very interesting to see. But as you say, we the, the so many so many sides got off to a winning start, and so many sides got off to a losing start because there's actually been zero draws so far in the uh, in Jona than one. Uh, we've got one more game tonight, if I'm correct, which is Boleista. Boleista. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully that doesn't ruin it, but that could <laughs> be. It's got nil nil written all over it, hasn't it? Um, it could be a clean sweep, but. Say all the teams that you expected uh, sort of to win. I mean, with the exception of the likes of Vitoria, but I mean, Braga won, Benfica won, and uh, just they won 2 1. Actually, went down to 10 men early in the second half. Um, so that game was a little bit tighter than Jorge Jesus would have liked it to have be. been. But yeah, comfortable victories for, for Porto Sporting. Tondela were brilliant. I actually mm-hmm. said before the game. Uh, sorry, before the program started today, that they never managed to win by three or more at all in the entirety of last season. Uh, they they only actually scored three or more goals on three occasions. First day of the season, three uh, 0 They've got two, the, t- the two players that people are focusing on, given the fact that they, you know, one has just come from Portuguese league champions. The other one has came from Benfica and spent last season on loan at Bayern. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, Thiago Danças and Eduardo Carrejame? How
1: odd a must big... be for him!
0: <laughs> yeah, as he mean...
1: was warming up in uh, Aliens Arena, and now he's in playing in uh, Stadio I don't, I, Something Cardos? No, I don't. Know. I don't remember the first time <laughs> of the stadium. I'm so sorry um, yeah, fans. it is.
0: It's it's the Estadio uh, Joao Cardos. That's it. It's the yeah they um they yeah they 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 were brilliant as well and. I think this is a big season. Well, it's a big season for both of them, because uh, there's so many questions around Thiago Dancus and where he can play, um, can he play in a two? You know, is he strong enough? Is he physical enough? So many sorts of questions, but the one I really want to focus on is is Eduardo Carresme because when he first sort of burst onto the scene, it was like week on week you were seeing clips of him Cruyff turning, coming back inside, you know, spraying the ball out, defending well, you know, tall agile, um, confident with the ball at his feet. And then his name sort of disappeared for a little bit. And then he was murmurs, you know, is he 100% there? What's going on in training? Obviously, Kuban Amarim is seeing more than we are. And he's known for putting faith in young players. And he they, here we've got a top young player. So sort of so what's happening there? And then he then gets sent out on loan. And I think it's, it's a good team to go to because... I think they'll be they'll be looking to vastly improve on on last season, and as I say, they've already made a really good start in doing that. But also, it's a big season for him personally because I think although he's still very young, this isn't like a make or break season. But at the same time, you want to go back to Sporting next season, knowing that he's put in, you know, a top season. Regardless of where you know Tondela finishes, just one man, he's just one player, but he needs to be in that team week in week out, and he needs to be performing. Uh, this is where he needs to sort of be learning his trade because at still at his age, he still hasn't played a whole host of football. You know, he hasn't played tons and tons of games for for Sporting. So, this is where he needs to. If he's got any mistakes, try and iron them out of his game, and uh, and also playing against teams who who you know some of the teams in the league will have the ball, so being on the back foot rather than playing in a team like Sporting with you know, they're, they're expected to, to win most matches now. This is, it hasn't always been that way for the past couple of years. But now, you know, league champions, defending league champions. So it'll be a big test for them, I think, personally.
1: Yeah, I think... For the fans especially, coming out from a big club uh, and the ones that especially do all their youth in in a big club is good when they go out to play against a team or in a team that doesn't have much to the ball because it will be completely different. Because when you play, even in like uh, under-19s or under-17s when he when plays for Sporting, it would be in teams that have the ball most of the time. So the things that we like about Quaresma is... is carrying out the ball, finds a good pass, um, very comfortable. But without the ball, that was his problem. Um, mm-hmm. And so now in Tondel, obviously, they'll be different. It um, will be maybe good for him to go back and play in the back two. He done all his youth uh, playing the back two, only when he went to, obviously, Ruben Amorim first team in sporting game. They went on, obviously, they play in the back three. So there was a big difference. Now in Tondel, they go back to more normal way they was used to play. So I think they'll obviously be good. We spoke about Yago Dantas, which was um, good to see. I think a lot of people kept an eye on on, on Tondela because, obviously, the signings was quite very interesting. Even the the striker Daniel uh, that scored two of the three goals coming from from he had a a problem in his in his heart uh, last season after COVID, and now he looks looks to be fine. But he's a very good striker as well. So there was some very good business. Uh, to be fair, it will be interesting to see. I think the problem with Tondela will be. They have some very good players, but in terms of squad depth, that's probably one of the weakest ones. But mm-hmm. if they keep everyone fit uh, throughout the season, I think they'll be they'll be much more safe than they were last year. Um, yeah, but yeah, they'll be, be fun to watch. I think they were looking to to bring a few more players again from from big clubs that are not playing as a, a high level. So there's talks about the the centre back of Braga uh, Bruno that that's, that that started playing a bit last season we spoke about it in one of the podcasts uh, there's been talks they might go to Tondel yeah. as well so so that will be fun to see obviously they're looking there's a different way of planning the season obviously a lot of teams in Portugal they look a lot for Brazilian market to 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 bring players from there uh, on a chip and try to make money out of them uh, after obviously looking for loans it, it's good because obviously the players know the season but obviously for the club in the long term doesn't give them any money uh potentially mm-hmm. so it's a different way of planning a season but, but it will be fun
0: especially if they, they yeah. bring a few more i think they'll be very fun yeah cool project to keep an eye out i think there's there's a side from and I, I think that's one of one of the big pulls in, in portugal there's a from you know to, to the neutral or to the casual fan so to keep that eye on the big 3 and then sort of not much else sometimes you know Braga. but yeah there's there's a few teams who've got some you know some some interesting players in the squads and obviously as we we move on through the weeks we'll be covering these squads in a bit more depth and there's lots of um lots of content that we want to get out this week as we say is it is is a is a, sh- is a short one we'll be wrapping it up soon but on the next episode we'll be speaking more at length about the players that we want you as an audience to keep an eye out on. So that'll be um, talents that have either you may not have heard of or a bit under the radar. Uh, also, I'll be compiling a little short list of players that you may see come up either from the B teams or from the under-23 teams or just young players that don't really start week in, week out that you could see um, you know, become a bit more prominent as the season goes on, especially with a lot of these teams in lots of competitions. Obviously, you've got the ones who are in European competition, Santa Clara and Paso de Ferreira, whether they will then go on to the group stage of the Conference League. You know, it's a, it's a big ask, but even the likes of, you know, imagine having Sporting Porto and Benfica in the Champions League group stages. That would be amazing. You know, personally, I'd love that. Benfica have got a challenge in the fact that that once they dispose of Spartak they then will they play. probably play PS- PSV Eidenhoven, who've, who've just... Dismantled. I think it's uh, Michelin in the, in the first leg, and in the Ajax play. in the
1: Super Cup four nil against the Ajax. Yeah,
0: so Crazy. they uh, that'll be a tough one. Uh, definitely be a tough one. But then if not, you know, dr- dropping into the Europa League and, and uh, we got Braga in there. So lots of content to come. To be honest, and yeah, the fact that scheduling means this one's only a short one. We've actually just snuck this this uh, this recording time in. Uh, I'm busy. I don't know if Philippe's busy. Probably um, <laughs> sitting there sipping his beer <laughs> while I've got more pressing matters to attend to. Um, but that's that's it. I can't wait to get back for episode two. As I say, we've got the the normal episodes that are be coming. We're going to be back on the interviews as well, especially with um, the season starting up. Be getting in touch with some people from around the world. I've already contacted. Uh, a few, few exciting names to come to come on the show within the next couple of weeks and months. And um, so, and there's also an interview that I recorded before we went off for our break, which is all ready to go out. So that'll be out within the next couple of days as well. So lots of content. But yeah, that's that's episode number one of season two. Done, dusted, made up to be back, Philippe.
1: It's buzzing. I just cannot look forward. Even this will be sent Vista. I'm uh, I'm buzzing to watch it. I wanna yeah. I wanna watch uh, Fujimoto I wanna watch Samuel Linu, I wanna watch Ellis. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just give me anything. Football with fans. Oh, so <sighs> good as well. So good. So so good. Right. We'll be back with a longer version this week. We'll be back out on the weekend. The interviews will be coming and, and we'll hope you'll be there for all of it. So thank you for listening. And um see you guys later